and welcome to Dunking Biscuits Podcast, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Emma, and here is the lovely Grace. Hello, everyone. How are we? <laughs> yeah, it was a slight pause, but we'll take we'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, giggles. Look, um, it is it is December, and look. we are just get into get into that that final line. So, I think. Um, I will say it is really cool. It is still light. So for those who aren't listening yeah, it's crazy. in Australia, it is fine form by us. Quarter to it's nine <laughs> at night. <laughs> um, and I I can still see blue sky. It's blue sky. Um, I can see yeah. all the colours and, yeah, the sun has not set yet. So I love that. It's That's, just wild. It's just yeah. so good so so good i mean it gives you the air of possibility like i could do things after work i don't but i could yeah there's options like I could. there's an option too but yeah you don't have to do that <laughs> still imagine me by 6 30 yeah but i could do something look if someone was to offer something it would be outside in the light you wouldn't have to go to somewhere like mm. a bar and just sort of be dark and gloomy um but yeah that the actual true. the actual doing of that no. <laughs> Yet to be seen. Possibility, yes. Maybe. Actioning, no. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, no. should I talk about something good? Please. Alrighty. This week we are going, I'm not quite sure because I can't remember where it was. Da-da-da-da-da. Hopefully we'll find that out as I start reading through the story. <laughs> um, Alright, we are in Australia. <laughs> destination tba um where rescuer says missing woman kelsey bell wouldn't have survived long in remote bush bit of a grim headline let's hope it picks up so i love the first sentence of this story a hot chook a mystery pair of shoes and a huge amount of luck great aussie great (laughs) these were the ingredients that led to missing woman kelsey bell being discovered four days after uh, she was lost in one of the most hottest and rugged parts of australia so, um, Nyali, N- Nalinga, Naliga, sorry, I feel like that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Ranger Anil- Arnold Sahana described the roller coaster of emotions he felt when he chanced upon the dehydrated and delirious 62 year old woman on a remote bush track. He saw the shoes first and then he said his blood ran cold and he remembers thinking to himself, I just hope she's still alive. Um, so he was shocked and relieved when he found her sitting under a tree with her dog and he gives her one or two more days and she would have been dead, which is so lucky. Yeah. So her car broke down, um, on the remote Gibb River road, uh, which is a four wheel drive track. Oh, we're in the Kimberley, in the Kimberley region of (laughs) Western Australia on Sunday. (laughs) Um, she was on a 4,000 kilometer road trip from Southern WA to Darwin Mm-hmm. Uh, when she reached the Kimberley, she decided to take the off-road option to do a bit more exploring. Uh, the alarm was raised when her aban- abandoned vehicle was spotted by a local mustering crew who reported it to the police on the Tuesday. And at first, uh, people were just hoping she had hitched a ride uh, with a handful of locals that still use that ru- uh, that road. So mm-hmm. it was so rural that like that definitely wasn't guaranteed. No. Um, in the northern dry season, the road is dense with uh, tourist traffic, but it empty it empties out um, during the hot summer months. So at the moment, it's in like a quiet period because, mm-hmm. like, it's close to forty degrees every day, which is quite a lot. Quite warm. Quite warm. Um, 
so they found no evidence of banking activity or accommodation bookings um and so the police concluded that she was still out in the bush so it turns out that she had headed south on foot um moving 50 kilometers down the karunji track um it's notoriously rocky and isolated and um accessed only by the ranger group so the guy who found her mm-hmm. who do fire management and other land care activities in that area so it was by pure coincidence that Arnold um, needed to drive down that track on the Thursday um, just to check for some bushfire damage. And it mm-hmm. was so lucky that he, like, really saved this woman's life. Yeah, definitely. So by the time he had found her, she'd walked more than 20 kilometres in mostly barefoot and was in a very poor state. So barefoot. he said that she was definitely, yeah, barefoot, like, Why? on hot ground, like 40 degrees. Did you degrees. say the shoes were there? So, so they, he found them on the road. I'm not quite sure how far away. Mm. Um, but yeah, but he gave her some chicken and coleslaw in a bun, which, um, if anyone knows, that is the most Aussie thing you can give someone to eat aside <laughs> from like Vegemite. Um, and she just drank a huge amount of water. So she'd been actually trying to dig for water. Um, so there was a big stick night lying next to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Sahana said it took an hour and a half to help miss bell into the car um just because she was so like weak and a bit out of it mm-hmm. and even like the dog she had a dog with her and he was like too traumatized to join um so yeah so that's pretty much the gist of the story it does go on to a bit more detail uh but we'll link it in the instagram yeah i was gonna say link it in the show notes like who are we <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't be doing that yeah. um but yeah just like crazy the yeah. amount of luck that went into this story and that yeah. someone was able to find her. So, um, yeah, To give like, perspective, like, people, I think, um, I think something like 90% of the Australian population lives within a certain amount of kilometres of the ocean. The coastline. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Australia's real big. Like, I feel like people don't really understand how big it is. <laughs> and um, you could drive in certain parts of the country and not see cars for days. Days. Yeah, like when I was on the NT trip with my school earlier this year up in the Northern Territory, the roads were like quiet and like even though we were in, like we went to Uluru, which is one of like the busiest parts of the NT, mm. still like it was just like so calm. Like there was like tourist buses, but it wasn't like crazy busy. Yeah, and like when we got back to Melbourne Airport, it was like shocking because we we're like, oh my god, there's so many people. Yeah, like it's just it's and I think just a completely different world. Yeah, and I think. Um, you know, there's the idea like that it's the outback and stuff, but it's actually so remote and so vast and so dry and really like if you were ever to be in this situation, it sounds ridiculous, but unless you really know the area, stay with your car is like yeah. the best so thing they you can do. So they talk about it in the article. I didn't get to that bit, but it's like there's a special note like why do people leave their cars? So they go on um, to say that each year um, hundreds of land searches are conducted and thankfully most people are found alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but police report that the most common type of search is for people with dementia who wander off in metropolitan areas, which is quite sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in remote Australia, so where this story happened, the circumstances are more varied. So searches um, um, conducted for like people like um, hikers, hunters... And people whose cars have been have broke down, so like this lady's did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes on to say that it's unfortunate when people leave their car because that's the critical moment. Mm-hmm. It's just someone has 
says that someone has a lack of awareness about what is best and not the best thing to do, especially um, in an isolated area. They say common sense goes out the window. Um, I think you just be feeling like you have to so, do something. That that's how my brain yeah. would work. I'd be like, like you'd be I feeling can't so just helpless. Sit, like I'd probably do here. the same thing. Yeah, I can't just sit yeah. here. Like this is not helpful. It's not. There's no. There's no. You're not working towards anything. But really, you act, your goal is to be found. That's your goal. And yeah. so, yeah, you're more likely to be found on the road, um, with your car, rather than than in the bush. Yeah, in the bush. So yeah. again, obviously. You know, when you're in those situations, your brain does not think rationally. It no, like not. you're definitely not thinking rationally. <laughs> um, but but yeah. anyway, Kelsey was found. Amazing. Love this for her. Yeah. Hopefully she's made a good recovery. And well done to Arnold, who found her. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Alrighty, Em, on to you. So. What's your... Why are you looking at me funny? Did I mess that up? No. <laughs> So my good news story this week is very simple, um, classic December good news story is that I celebrated Christmas with my um, family and I know you're thinking, hang on, what, what is it? It's the start. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, um, my sister and her children will um, be doing Christmas with her in-laws and so my parents were down and so we did basically exchanging of gifts um, at her house on Saturday morning and um, we had croissants, we had pancakes, we had green coloured um, whipped cream to go on the pancake, we were trying to make it as Christmassy as possible and okay. yep. we exchanged gifts and it was just really wholesome, sweet. Um, my nephew wrapped a lot of extra presents um, just to make sure that it was lots of giving Um but yeah. they seem to be filled with like air and cars and um but it's more about he just want to make sure people got a lot of gifts so um, yeah that was really good um that's cute yeah really cute how old your nephew um five turning six in march so um and also he got he's got his he got his first school bag as part of his gift and he was like wearing it around the house and it was just it was just really cute oh so yeah just super super absolute cute. king mode yeah so um yeah so really happy got to do that um with them and then we will be doing it again with mum and dad in like four weeks three weeks time at their house um when we're up there so um really happy that we got to do it um weirdly this weekend I'm doing we're doing Christmas with um Jeff's family (laughs) And then we'll do it again in another two weeks. So Mackenzie and Genevieve are really... I feel like you get to the 25th, you'll be like, really? Yeah, have we, we, have to do it are again? we doing this? Um, but it's uh, it's really good. They ho, get ho, they ho. get a lot of um, a lot of experience of the the giving and yeah. um, obviously getting a presence. But, um, yeah, so yeah, I'll probably be my good new story next week when I... <laughs> <laughs> the second second Christmas. Um, the, already l- it's already locked in. in. How about you? Um, just to follow on from last week, mm-hmm. I got my car back. Yay. It's there. It's currently in our garage, and oh my god! All right, no shade, no shade to Jack. Very thankful that he let me borrow his car as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man got an old Corolla. It's from like the early two thousands, and so when I got into my car, I was like. Oh 
my god do i own like a tesla sorry this is silky um but yeah i was just like, and because i've been driving a manual for seven weeks people yeah. i like kept like every time i'd start the car i'd be like going to put my foot on the clutch and i'd be like what oh right okay you don't exist new car, but, like, back to my old car but yeah so that's like otherwise like i've had a good week yeah I, I saw you the other day. Got to um, see your cute little bubbers. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah, I you, got, you saw Jeff too, that he was there. <laughs> yeah. Jeff was there. Poor man's in a sling. Yeah, I know. I've had like a good week, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm like, this time in two weeks, I will be like turning it up at my Christmas party. Yeah. And I feel like that is like what's getting me through. Yeah. I'm just like. Party Grace is calling your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's Grace. like, come join me. I'm like, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm going as fast as I can. Um, <laughs> but anyway, your gal's got a car. That's, that's the extent so of my good you. news this week. So happy Thank for you. you. <laughs> so, so good. This week is our final episode of our mini-series about hospitals. Obviously, because I stayed at one, we just take that and run with it. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about this week is highlighting the episodes so the episodes about staff and how we can treat them as best we can um when you're in a hospital you kind of like there's a lot of people working here so i actually right. found a list of this is the list of people who work in a hospital in um new south wales um australia i don't know if it's exactly all throughout the country but this is just a list of the people who work there prepare yourself okay roll call everyone <clears throat> So, doctors. You have senior yes. consultants, registers, residents, interns, and student doctors. Okay, so it's five different doctors. That's a lot already. Yeah. Um, so then we have nurses. So we have a nurse unit manager, associate nurse unit manager, nurse practitioners, specialist nurses, registered nurses, and enrolled nurses. Again. With a specialist nurse, a there's lots of different types. So that's just a collective yeah. term. Then we have allied health, dietitians, occupational therapists, pharmacists, physiotherapists, podiatrists, speech pathologists. Again, just a small insight, not the whole list. Yeah. Um, other hospital staff. I didn't know what they were, like each, like the particular roles were called. So I'm really happy that I found this. So clinical assistants. So they take care of ward housekeeping so they're not called like janitors or cleaners so clinical assistants yeah patient services assistants so they bring meals and drinks so the um okay yeah yep porters uh, take care of patients lifting and transport so if you are moving from one part to the hospital to another part of the hospital they you are moved generally by these people um and generally they are wearing different color scrubs just like as, as yeah, opposed so to medical like staff yeah so like sort of you have medical staff and then you have i would say not medical staff just a loose term i don't want to, i don't know what the right term yeah. is um other staff maybe then we have volunteers so they help with like fundraising and ward visits so um they might be volunteers that come and sit with babies that need to be held so like that's yeah yeah and they have ward clerks so staff on the ward reception desk so um, receptionist is a loose term, so ward clerks. And that's just a loose um, 
idea of how many different type of people work in a hospital. I'm not saying that's everybody. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's just a lot of people. So I guess each of those roles play a part of the hospital working together. And if you didn't have all those roles, it wouldn't function. So yeah, even though some of them may be paid at different rates, some of them may have been educated in different scales, I have three things that I have found, like what I believe, sorry, is the correct etiquette for those people. So okay, um, the three things that Hit me. To, to assist you with um, correct etiquette of treatment of staff in hospitals. So we got manners, respect, and understanding. So manners, no matter the person, use your piece, like your pleases and thank yous, like peace and cues. Like you say, please, thank you. Um, you know, talk to them if they ask you how you're going, answer them. Like just really making sure that you are being as polite as you can because it I would say it's one of those jobs that probably is a bit thankless. Um, and mm. having manners... Especially if you're not, like, the surgeon yes. who, yeah. you know, did the full-on surgery, tied the last stitch or whatever. Like, yeah. I definitely think, like, those people, 100%, they get the credit yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are so many people that help them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and manners just in general I, I know that we harp on about this as well but I think also <laughs> it just it really shows your respect for that person and yeah. their, their um their job that they're doing so even when um say when the nurses come around and um you're getting observations done so those observations get done at like 12 12 o'clock and at six o'clock so obviously you're like you know you might be sleeping at those times but you understand they're there to do a job. They're there to assist you. They're there to make sure that you are coasting along the right way that you're supposed to be coasting along. So, um, you know, they're just going to have to be there. Um, and then, you know, like you have your cleaning staff or what do we call them? Clinical. Clinical assistants. Clinical assistants. Yeah, clinical assistants. Um, like I recently when I was in the hospital, the they came in and um, – I actually said to them, like, oh, I don't think I'm staying, so I don't want you to do a double clean, so I think, like, to re-sterilise the whole room. So I said, oh, you don't have – don't worry about cleaning the bathroom because, it, it, like, I think I'm leaving. And then I end up staying, and it's not like I asked them to come back to do a quick clean of my bathroom because, yeah. one, I barely used it. But, two, I tried to inform them so they didn't have to do more work um, as yeah. opposed to me just being like, oh, no, I want, like, another fresh towel. Like, I don't, like – I don't need that. Like, that's, you know – I think being open with your communication. So, one, manners. Two, respect. Now, obviously, I don't know everybody's relationship with their family or their parents or etc. But you should treat them like you want to, you'd treat family. Because when family looks after you, yes, you might, um, you know, say certain things because that you know them really well like you might not be as polite because you're just like help me like i think but the like you you know you should really think that they're like they're going above and beyond to make sure that you are at your best and to continue to that level so respect obviously you use your manners but also respecting each role that is um part of that so um the other day when the 24-hour period i think i saw let's say 
so I saw um, nurse staff, clinical assistant staff. I saw two different doctors. I saw um, admin to like reg- admin nurses that got me into the surgery area, and then I saw uh, pharmacists at the end. So that's like just six pe- that's six different pe- type yeah, of people, let alone the nursing people. staff that changed over so many hours. So like, yeah. you know, making sure that you respect each role. And if you can, it's big because obviously depending on the amount of um, medicine that you're on, it may, may harm your capabilities, <laughs> um, try and use their names. So they generally come in and introduce themselves. And if you forget, just ask their names again because – they will know your names because it's on the roll, it's on the board, it's on their notes. They'll see yeah. your name everywhere. Um, and I think you learning their name or making sure you use their name in a sentence is respectful. So next stop point is understanding. So obviously you, unless you have or have been in these roles, in these jobs, I don't think you'd have a total understanding, but I think you can understand the fact that you are not the only patient in the ward. You are not the only patient they're going to be dealing with at that time. So when you press the nurse button for assist or the assistance button, you should not expect them to be running in there to yeah. <laughs> uh, assist you. I think making sure that, you know, you're understanding. And also when you're asking for something, make sure that, you know, not that your needs aren't warranted, but if you're asking for a cup of tea, that's not going to come in the next 10 minutes I might come next half hour because they might be like look I have to deal with something else urgently yeah um and um for me like because I couldn't get out of the bed I needed someone to like turn on my breast pump which is like so (laughs) silly um but it was the first night I was still feeling a bit rough and so I was just like I was pressed button and they came in I'm like can you just press that button over there for me (laughs) and it felt so silly but (laughs) I'm like I'm really sorry but also I was like if I don't pump I'm just gonna like explode Wait. everywhere so I was just like this has to happen anyway, yeah I explode anyway anyway but <laughs> um so yeah so <laughs> we, story. yeah so that's the whole thing but um I like I'm very thankful they assisted me because I have I had to have the assistance so you shouldn't feel bad pressing yeah. about it but just be mindful of like how long it will take the necessity of your um request and um you know be mindful that they also have different ways of um, doing things. So at the hospital I was at and at any hospital yeah. I've stayed over at, um, if you're getting prescribed uh, medication, there has to be two nurses there to say, check your tag, check it against the system. They say what they're giving them. Mm-hmm. They confirm that's what's been given and then that gets given to you. So um, knowing that... Like, I said I need some more pain medication. And I knew that wasn't going to happen instantly because it has to be logged and everything. But I was like, whenever that can come, like, I really appreciate. Like, yeah, please make this happen. Please. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. So, yeah, so I think having somewhat understanding. I don't know if understanding is the best word I could be using. But I think understanding that. I think it's a pretty good summary yeah, for it. Yeah. Like, you're not number one. Um, but yeah. you also aren't the last person you just you are you're on the list it's not a priority list yeah. it's just a list and depending on what your needs are would depend on what order they're addressed basically yeah so i was thinking about it yeah and i 
not to like, like teachers are like doctors mm. but I like when I was like thinking about it, I was kind of like well in a classroom you mm-hmm. have up to 25 kids at once yeah um and you're there to do a job for all of those kids mm-hmm. and some kids have higher needs than others so some might get kind of like extra things here and there and so on but at the end of the day um your goal is to work with all those children in the same way that a doctor has a goal to work with all their patients one day or any staff at a hospital yeah and like what i was thinking of is um there are some kids in the classroom that are an absolute pain yeah whether they are disrespectful they have poor behavior or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that they a good teacher will still help them at the end of the day yes as will like a good doctor will still help patients yes that you know might be short with them might be you know da 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 we've got to do this like trying to tell them how to do their job or whatever but and like teaching you're gonna have you're like you're gonna want to help the like the nicest students more yes and so on but at the end of the day like you're gonna help everyone you feel valued by them Yeah. yeah and so like when i was like thinking about like how we treat staff is like the doctor's going to help you no matter what, but that yeah. isn't an excuse to treat them poorly or treat anyone in the hospital poorly mm-hmm. because the nicer you are to them, like, the better their work day is going to be. Yes. And, like, that you might be more inclined to actually sit down and, like, have a conversation with the patient if there's the time mm-hmm. to allow and stuff like that and actually make their stay a bit more comfortable if you're, like, someone who's demanding, rude, yelling, and what's it, they're going to be like... I gotta help this person. Yeah. I don't like I'm going to, but yeah. Like I don't want to. And like at the end of the day, like, they are still people and like treat people how you treated and all that yeah. stuff. But it's like like actually do that though. Like especially if like in some cases your life might be in their hands. Yes. Or I don't know, your knee construction might be in their hand or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's so important to Yes, you might be in pain. Yes, something might be taking longer than it do- than you thought it would and so on. Like, there are so many different circumstances that are out of your control. But the one thing you can control is how you treat people. Mm-hmm. And it's... I, I feel like I've said this sentence quite a bit over the last week or so. Like, it's not hard to do the right thing. It's not yeah. hard to be a good person. Yeah. Like, you just have to do it. Yeah. I think it's actually more so- work to be a nastier person. Like... <laughs> Like you have to, yeah. I feel like you have to talk more. I feel like you have to do a lot more stuff. So I'm like, this just seems a lot more effort for not much gain for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like think... it's so much easier just to listen, yeah, take their advice, yeah, do the right thing. Like, oh, it's not hard, people. Yeah, and I, I think, um, sometimes people you know when you do a bit of research or when you do a bit of like googling you might feel like you have a bit more information than some other people and I feel like in the medical profession you should just trust the medical staff like don't don't go in there and tell them (laughs) your what you've looked up and what you found and you can say this is this is something I've looked into what's your thoughts on this but don't belittle them by telling them what you now know based yeah. on your very 15 minute research on your googling on your phone like <laughs> yeah like seriously but i think yeah and like yeah oh you're yeah, no i'm just i just think that um it's very like it's very difficult to be 
kind and considerate mm. when you're in pain. And so um, I can understand that when you're in pain, you want that pain to end and you may have um, anger towards the pain, but is it reflected onto other people. And I think after the time has subdued, if you can apologize afterwards, that's fine. It's, it's out of your control. So I think yeah, just be mindful that, yes, obviously you may have said some things that you would not normally say, but because now you are back to a normal-ish state, normal state. Um, an apology is very simple to do. And I'm sure they'll be like, oh, no, worry about it. It happens all the time. And blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah. And, like, one thing I was thinking of just before we wrap it up mm-hmm. is one of my friend's partner is a paramedic. So goes to people's houses when they are in distress. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of stories. And, unfortunately, not all of them are nice ones. Mm-hmm. Um because, like, same thing, like, people are in, like, stressful situations and, like, oh, you took so long, oh, rah, rah, like, you did this. Like, these people are absolutely trying their best to mm-hmm. get to your place as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, same thing. Like, if they've come to your doorstep, then please, like, make it easy for them. Make sure, mm-hmm. like, clear ways, of, like, to the best of your ability, yeah. get the other people to hopefully to help. Yeah. And, like, make it, like, easy for them, like, and so on. Because, yeah, because, yeah, like, I feel like going into people's houses, like, adds an extra layer. Like, you might have an animal that's loose or there might be, like, a, a difficult hallway that's, that's, like, hard to, like, <laughs> maneuver. Yeah, like, yeah. so many things. So yeah. I think, like, if you have a medical professional coming into your house, then just, yeah, as we've said, like, just make their day a bit easier for them. Yeah, yeah. Be nice to Agreed. them. Agreed. Agreed. So I think that yeah. wraps up our little mini-series. Um on hospital stays and um we'll put a little pin in um to do with mechanics because i'm sure grace has lots of thoughts on that but we are going to do a bit more christmas out or festive themed um for the next few weeks so um stay tuned i definitely need time to de-stress before we talk about mechanics i think i'd go in too angry at the moment (laughs) i need i need some time i need some time well thank you so much for listening hope you have a lovely week and um yes uh, my two cents would be start that Christmas shopping if you haven't already. Like just just start. Somewhere. I haven't. Yeah, just start somewhere. I haven't even mentally started yet. Oh my god! I need to write my list. Oh my god, that's yeah. That's oh, fine. Anyway, it's so fine. obviously anyway, have um, a great day, everyone. Yeah, have a great day. Um, follow us on Instagram. Share to your people. Share with your oh, circles, yeah. and we'll chat to you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye.